This is In the Know for Thursday, October 13, the 286th day of 2022. There are 79 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Going to have a conversation with Litchfield mayoral candidate Harold Miller. We'll get to know him a little bit better and his vision for the city, and we'll get you all caught up. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Here's my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Tired and cold. But, Tired, you know. cold, but probably accomplished. You got the school drop off this morning. Oh, uh, it's snack day, so you had yes. to be the snack mom today. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have two different snack options? Yes. So we did I chips and something else. What mm-hmm. else? What were the other um, options? It was chips and gummies. Yeah. And so, then we like have the fruit, a, the, fr- the, the fruit gummies. We have a sore citizen being recognized, right? Sore, S-O-A-R. She's being recognized tonight at the school board meeting. That so. is correct. All right. We're looking forward. Going to be a, going to be a big day. Yeah, uh, proud she of, saw her name on the marquee out front. And, yeah. She saw her name in lights and uh-huh. she lit up like a yes. light. Yeah, we, see it. we waited for her to see that and awesome. she loved it. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm curious. Uh, did you negotiate anything good on my behalf yesterday with the Bells? Well, see, I, I brought up that apparently you do have something working to your contract. I tried to add more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was kind of quick as to far as how quickly they, they smashed it. Uh, but you, you did see. say... And free pork chop sandwiches, and, it and was, there was it was plural. It, it was plural. Okay, uh, but then I, I brought up the point of whether people in the stands actually have to listen to you, and and they mm. said, well, it's up to them. So, well, I mean, most of the uh, time it is optional. It I is. Don't, I've rarely, rarely it forced. But they uh, no. They, I, I brought up the point about bagpipes, Charlie Daniels, and uh, they said, oh, we've heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry that I missed them, uh, but I had civic duty to perform. Yesterday, yesterday was take your mother to jury day, duty day. <laughs> uh, I was uh, one of the. I, I even I, I threw uh, Judge Butler for a loop. He he decided that he didn't think he had ever had mother and son in the same jury duty pool, mm-hmm. and so I thought, well, surely after all, over all these years, as you know, as long as Judge Butler has served, it probably had had to have happened. He he did mention they had had spouses before being mm-hmm. the same jury pool, but oftentimes they you know they <laughs> thought maybe that wasn't too good of an idea who got kicked out first or did you all get well kicked out at i don't the same time? i don't think we well because neither of us were selected for the final jury uh-huh. yesterday um we were both ba- basically dismissed at the same time but i have a feeling i know why i was dismissed and i don't know that i know why she wasn't included in the panel but anyway it was um yeah it just they had questions for me that you know they often don't have times for you know questions for Maybe other people. So I just, uh, but I was there. I spent half a day there yesterday, earned my $12. And and to be clear, in full disclosure, 
even though I had other places I needed to be yesterday, I did enjoy it mm-hmm. because I enjoy the process. I enjoy the law. Uh, I read lots of legal dramas, you know, like all that. So I like read all John Grisham stuff. So while I'm sitting here going, I really need to be talking to Aaron and Ashley Bell, and I really got mm-hmm. meetings that I need to be in, and I really need to. And then the if I was selected, I would have had to be there today too. And I'm like, I really got an important interview tomorrow. But while I was there, I enjoyed the process, and I enjoyed enjoyed talking to Judge See, Butler. And I'm a little that. I'm a little jealous because when I the one day I got uh, selected to go, I was there for 45 minutes. And it was a little disappointing because it was like the 45 minutes was like, oh, well, I was kind of – at least I got to go. At least I was hoping I got to see something. But no, it was just we checked in, went to recess, and then they said, hey, you can go home. Well, I can't even get – I mean, at least you got that. I can't even get a letter. Uh, uh, well, be careful. I don't know that you necessarily – I don't know that you – I did find She's it interesting. probably the one that would actually want it. I, I did find it interesting. Uh, yes. There were some – there were by some, some, some names I know very well that were called that weren't in uh, – that weren't present yesterday. I thought, oh, frowny oh, face. Yeah. Frowny mm-hmm. face by your name for today. I heard one of them, but, and I cannot wait but, to see but him. <laughs> Judge Butler during the recess did mentioned that to get a jury pool to get uh 100 or 120 jurors they have to send about 400 letters and they get about 200 back and then for to and no about half of them he said go to incorrect addresses or whatever and then but they have to go to that trouble to get so anyway it's i I spent half a day yesterday and i'm gonna invest my 12 dollars wisely may buy some more twitter stock i don't know you can buy some more cookies with pink icing. Oh, yeah. Those are a big hit. Or some more house. of those donuts, <laughs> right? <laughs> or some more of those donuts. That's yeah. right. We might, $12 might buy us two of those. Of those <laughs> two, oh, yeah. Two, I can imagine they were not two cheap. Two of those donuts. So, anyway, thank you all for holding it down. Thanks to Whitney for being here yesterday. And uh, sorry that uh, I missed the bells, but I'm sure I'll get plenty of them on Saturday as I will host the Twin Lakes Marching Band Classic along oh, with well, the actually, rest of the community. Well, while I'm thinking about it, too, we did have a little – I don't know if I screwed up, but your button over there that it hit that says bell intro is not the intro that they are used to. Mm-hmm. And they uh, no. I, they were about that close to just putting the headset down and walking out. They were they were very, very listen, disappointed. Listen, you all have to work that out. Uh, I do my part when they come. So yes, I, I, I didn't – well, I just assumed you. that the one that said bell was the, the correct one. And it it was not. So I don't even know what that is. It so. was it. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was. I think the band playing, but they were they were thrown for a loop. I got you. Uh, yeah, I guess they were because you've got them conditioned, or I, I guess I have them conditioned. Well, uh, Ashley said that that is her favorite part of coming. <laughs> So they won't be back anymore. Thanks, Sam. I don't even oh. know if I get intro music when you, when you're, when you do it. <laughs> I'm surprised anybody does. I do. Yes, okay. absolutely. Have I you play, started doing mine? I've played yours hmm. since the beginning. Dry and windy conditions will lead to an increased fire weather danger for the rest of the, uh, well, until we get some rain. Uh, there's going to be, but but additionally important today because of the wind. We're going to see a red flag warning for most of the region between noon our time and 7 our time. There will be a fire weather watch today from uh, during those same hours, maybe starting about 10 o'clock. A few showers on Saturday with a cold front, but but we fear not enough to really improve our conditions. If you light a fire right now and there's wind, you don't know where 
it can go. Things are uh, brittle saw, and becoming more brittle by I the saw day. The video in Bowling Green of a fire tornado or something. Yep. Did you see that? That it's, was it can, wild. It's uh, you know it was when we had the fire down on the lake. You know months ago, just oh, yeah, yeah, in those yeah, windy conditions mm-hmm. and seeing the way that fire would just jump from from tree to tree or. So it uh, it's a big deal. Mostly sunny, cooler, windy today, a high of 67. Mostly clear, 42 tonight. Mostly sunny, 72 for tomorrow is what you can expect. The Grayson County Fiscal Court met earlier this week. And speaking of the lake, a couple of lake communities were approved to allow the operation of golf carts in their communities going forward. The Fiscal Court had previously adopted an ordinance allowing the operation of golf carts carts under certain conditions but then beyond that individual communities had to come and uh, participate in uh, in the process of getting individual clearance from county government and so in uh, rock creek landing and nolan lake estates are the two those two subdivisions that were approved for golf cart uh, use and i don't know if it's all of the streets but the streets that are uh in that are approved are in the story at k105.com if you want to double check your street and then they did uh change in, in i think sam car uh, sam gormley did cartwheels after the meeting they've gone back uh, i don't know no? I, I i haven't because i like the 11 a.m meeting a couple of years ago they day. went to a two yeah no no that i twice mm-hmm. twice a month meeting and it was because of the accounts payable cycles of mm-hmm. county government. They needed to meet to approve the payment of bills, and they thought, well, this will be a practical way to kind of speed this up, meet every couple of weeks. But as it turns out, maybe it was causing more problems than it was solving. And so they've, in essence, eliminated the 11 a.m. meeting, and, and which usually took about 10 minutes. Well, it, yeah, it depended. It I depended, mean, but usually it was, it was a quick meeting. Um, but I kind of enjoyed it because... It was kind of in the middle of the day. It was a good break in between. Oh, you got to go out. on a field trip is exactly. what you're saying. It's the, so Instead of the, staying later for the The third marathons. Thursday of the month at 5 p.m. beginning next month, beginning in uh, November. So that's what you can expect. The If you are a recipient of Social Security benefits, you are probably going to notice a substantial difference coming up in January and it will appear, well, it won't be a negative uh, change as far as the total amount, but Social Security payments are set for a big increase. And read just a couple of the high spots on what you need to know. Expected to be about a 9% increase. So if you use, just let's just use, um, say, $2,000 a month, you're talking about an additional $180 a month, so a 9% increase. But that's the largest in about, I don't know, 30, since 1991. But they had already done previously uh, a 5, almost a 6% increase. So theoretically, that's uh, 120, 180. You're talking about over the course of two years, a jump of $300 if you were receiving a 200. So instead of 2,000, it'd be 2,300. So uh, what do you have to do? Nothing. It'll just automatically be included in there. Why are they doing it? Well, they say that it's, you know, trying to um, adjust for some of the inflation. What I am, what I don't know is that inflation goes up and down. Prices of things go up and down. The CPI goes up and down. But my guess is that it's, these benefits are increased. They don't ever come back down. So it furthers our liability from a Social Security standpoint. You know, the debt service of it gets 
heavier and heavier as a result. But if you're the one who's receiving that benefit, you're going to appreciate the immediate difference that it makes to you and likely, again, to be around 9%. You can you know, round up to 10% just to make it simple math on the difference that it may make. When will it begin? January is what's to be uh, expected, and the exact amount is, is not known. But I know many of us, many of our uh, relatives, you know, retired relatives, et cetera, are um, relying upon those Social Security payments arriving each month, and there will be a difference beginning in January. The U.S. on Wednesday authorized the updated COVID-19 boosters for children as young as five. If you have a young child and you are uh, still you know, pro, pro-booster and pro-protecting them, that is one of the things that many of us, you know, we, we can debate whether kids need them or they don't. But you cannot argue that while the rest of us, Adults, starting with the oldest working to the youngest, went through the vaccine cycles seemingly a couple of years ago and had to cross those bridges. The youngest among us were much later to go through that process. And so while most of us are going, ah, yeah, we don't, yeah, I'm good. We got it taken care of. It's still an issue trying to figure out for the youngest citizens of our community. Speaking of young people, ACT test scores dropped to their lowest in uh, 30 years as a result of the pandemic slide. The class of 2022's average ACT composite score was 19.8 out of 36, marking the first time since 1991 that the average score just, was below just 20. Just get rid of it. Oh my it does goodness. nothing. It is a, um, the test scores made public in a report yesterday show 42% of ACT tested graduates in the class of 2022 met none of the subject benchmarks in English, reading, science, and math. Think of that. 42 out of 100 met none of the benchmarks. Because it's not a That's good. crazy. <laughs> because it's not a good way to measure success. IQ test. How are we going to measure? How do we measure success? Grades. Just grades. Okay. Yeah, because because the issue is is that so many teachers now have to teach towards to, teach towards the test. Because I mean, sure. the science portion of the ACT is not science. We got a fun, but we got funny grades at our house. Like we get oh, yeah. M's. We uh-huh. get some P's. We get uh-huh. a couple of P pluses. We get an E. Like we, we e, e was always F, skipped over. F for fantastic, uh, right? E, yes. E, e, <laughs> e was skipped over when I was a kid in the grading scale. But now we got E's. We got M's. We got P's. It's like, wait. Well, I'd rather get an M and a P than an ACT score. <laughs> All right. A weekly Eastern Kentucky newspaper is trying to do its part to keep the upcoming general election legal and fair. The Salyersville Independent newspaper included an ad recently that offers up a $3,000 cash reward for credible and concrete evidence of vote buying in the November 8 election. Rit Mortimer, who is the owner, said that the decision to run the ad wasn't made lightly. He said, it's of my opinion that every election of my 51 years has involved vote buying in McGoffin County. They're famous for their Cadillacs in McGoffin County either to a small or very large degree at times, depending upon the races involved, the money, and the other factors. You think they're buying votes with McGoffin County Cadillacs? Do you, you're familiar with the McGoffin <laughs> County yeah, Cadillac? Yeah, I am familiar with the McGoffin County it's the, Cadillacs. the old police cruisers that they buy in mm-hmm. surplus and drive around? Yeah. So you got any money you want to put up as a reward, Sam, to suss out any vote buying that might be going on? In McGoffin County? No, or- here in good old GC. Oh, well. Maybe uh, we'll hide in the bushes and see what we can't do. I said we need to put up a reward to see if we can uh, get some well, people. I, to... I, I, 
Well, you've got twelve dollars of jury duty money. That's true. Twelve dollar, twelve dollar reward. All of a sudden, is uh, cash on the barrelhead is what we'll offer. For by the way, I did notice that it's there were some parameters. It had to be credible. It had to be proven. It had to be. I thought three thousand dollars. Their phone will be ringing off the hook, going, mm-hmm. "Yeah, so and so gave me a bottle of corn liquor for my vote." You know. <laughs> so anyway, got to get to a break. We'll come back. It is election season, and Litchfield mayoral candidate Harold Miller is here. He wants to talk to you. We'll sit down for a chat coming up here on In the Know. Today is Plain Language Day, so uh, no no $2 words today. Uh, keep them with the regular dollar word. It's a suit up day today. Good day to wear a suit. Dress up if you want to. It's also National M&M Day. Melt in your mouth, not in your hands. I'm not I'm, rapper. I'm a peanut person. No, not M M&M, and M. M and M. I'm a peanut M and M person myself. It's also the day we say good morning and welcome back to the show. Uh, this time, I guess for the first time as a mayoral candidate, yep. but uh, welcome back there. He's no stranger to the show. Harold Miller joins us. Good morning. Welcome back. Good morning, Mark. Good to see you. Good You've been be here, here. Uh, many times over the years. Oftentimes, you have a guitar in your hands. Guitar, uh, fiddle. Uh, uh, fiddle. Uh, sometimes you have a larger entourage. Sometimes you have... Your entourage is a little bit smaller today. Small today, but uh, sizable. Your son, Stefan, is here. It's uh, good to see him. Papa as, Bear. As always, <laughs> yeah. Papa Bear, we love uh, he and, and the love den. Yeah. Uh, I guess because we're such... Uh, we, we've known each other for... So many years, it's easy for me to presume that everyone knows your background, but I think it's important, especially when you're courting voters, that people understand your background. You're a, you're a native of Litchfield and Grayson County? I am, Mark. I grew up here, uh, lived here my whole life, except for the years I went to college at Western Kentucky University, Yeah, and uh, have worked here and uh, served the public here most of my life. So uh, you're a product of Grayson County High School, maybe one of the, not the earliest, but one of the earlier you know classes post consolidation. So you know you'll have a lot of friends from across the across the county. Uh, you know you grew up with. Uh, were you and George roommates, George Lindsay? Were you roommates at Western or just uh, just very good friends? We were good friends, best of friends in high school, quasi roommates. Uh, George <laughs> was a senior when I was a freshman. All right. So he would he would take me down to Western with him, and uh, I would I would hang out with him, practically live with him. And then when I got to Western, uh, he and Greg Lyons and John Asher lived together, and okay. uh, they thought I lived there. I didn't I didn't get mail there, but uh, so he was I, he was broadening <laughs> your horizons right, at yeah. an early age. Yes. I see, but obviously you met uh, the love of your life here locally. Yes. Uh, in, in in Becky, I guess you all were classmates together here at Grayson County? We were. She moved here from Muhlenberg County her freshman year, our freshman year, and uh, I quickly became attached to her, her not so quickly. <laughs> but we did end up getting married out of high school, and we've been married 40 years now. Got two wonderful sons and five wonderful grandchildren. Do you have two sets of twins? Have two sets of twins. I was grandchildren? Ironically, they're from the same... Uh, mama and daddy and they're both boy girl twins so that's uh, that's tremendous it is. Uh, and you've got it's funny in your two children and your sons you got you know a Stefan who's extremely uh, creative and musically oriented and then you got a physician as another son I guess you couldn't be more proud of the lives that they're building yes they've uh, they've worked hard uh, they've represented themselves and the community and the family well uh, they are quite different Stefan is very creative very uh, professional in his music business. Isaac, um, 
in his doctor role. Uh-huh. And uh, it seemed like growing up, it was always um, we either had to have one of two things on the radio. We either had to have music or talk radio. Because Isaac liked to listen to the talk radio, Stephen wanted to hear the music. So. Yeah, well, they had to flip a coin, or at least you had to yeah. keep them keep them both happy. Thank goodness when Sony Walkman came out with the headphones and everything. We could- sure. <laughs> hey, I was thinking about my. I, I, oftentimes, I forget what my first actual job was, like the job where I actually got a paycheck or a, a job I got hired to do on the side in the summer. And I had several when I was a kid, and sometimes I lose the order. But do you remember what your first actual, what you consider your first job was? I do, uh, other than hay and tobacco. Yeah. Um, I went to work when I was a freshman in high school at Arnett's Department Store. Do you oh, remember I, Arnett? Sure, absolutely, yeah. Uh, Mr. Pearl there started me out washing windows. So I would go every day after school, and I'd wash windows, winter and summer. And when it came time, he graduated me to working inside as a salesman. I got to work beside Carly Sego and Fonnie Bell and all those wonderful people and uh, learned a lot there. When it wasn't busy in the store, I got to go upstairs and fold Levi's. Levi's would come in by the pallet load. Uh-huh. So um, I, I've always had a, uh, an admiration for the Pearl family because they, they gave me my first taste of dealing with the public and being responsible adult kind of worked your way kind of worked your way up from the outside of the store with the windows up to the top floor so to speak so there's kind of some some imagery there that i want to get to in a moment i know you were involved i think one of the first times that i met you is i was working the hot corner there the old fastway corner Mm -hmm. and i think that was around the time you were probably involved with the emergency medical services in in some way or at least i i believe that were you an emt at one point i was when kevin ferris took over the EMS uh, job. I actually, Kevin and I were roommates at the time, and uh, I thought Kevin was crazy, you know, because a lot of people have, had tried that position and, and tried to make it work and couldn't. But Kevin took it and ran with it, and has done an excellent job. And uh, naturally, as I watched him grow and 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 give the rewards that he got from from working in that position. I decided that was a position, a, a direction I wanted to go. So sure. I went to EMT classes, drove two nights a week to Painville, Kentucky. Painville, Painville to okay. take EMT classes. And once I got out, I went to work for uh, for Kevin at the EMS service. Spent about three years there. I think most people know you or most associate you with Warren Rural Electric. What was your first job with the co-op? First job with the co-op was reading meters. At that time, you were a meter reader. Is your first reader. job, yes. Okay. And we would go out and uh, read each meter. At that time, we carried little printers with us, and we printed them out on site and hung the bill on the door. A lot of people liked that. Uh, most people didn't. You know, <laughs> you like to get those things kind of in a delayed process, yes, where you don't have to look at them right right away. Right. But, um, that's where I started with with the co op, and uh, uh, gradually got a job inside as as customer service representative. Um, after a few years, I became customer service supervisor, and in a few more years, I became district manager there, and that's how I retired there after 34 years as district manager at Warner Electric. When, and I want to come back, because you got a resume for public service, even in pri- private practice, if you will, but when did you first seek office, and, and what led you to do that? Well, 10 years ago, I first sought office as city council on the city of Litchfield. And was elected then, spent eight years on the city council. Um, the last term, I dropped out to concentrate on running for mayor. I had wanted to do the mayor thing before, 
and it just wasn't possible to hold a district manager job at Warner Electric and give the mayor's job the attention that it needed. So mm-hmm. uh, after I retired from Warner Electric, uh, I sought out this office of mayor, and uh, that's what I've been doing basically for the last couple of years. So let's look at that eight years as a as a Litchfield City Council person. I would imagine it was uh, you know pretty good uh, opportunity to get a front row seat to the operation of city government. What are some of the things that, what are some of the accomplishments that you're most proud of from that eight years in working on the council that you think would be important to voters? Well, when I first started on the council, we were hashing around the idea of the the water park, the aquatic center. Um, I think that's turned out to be a great great entertainment piece for the community because from what I understand, there are people from other counties and uh, some as far away as Hardin County that come down here to use our water park uh, versus using their own in Elizabethtown for various reasons. Um, you know, we did a lot of good things with the airport board, uh, got some land transferred over to them. Uh, There's just so many things that we were able to do behind the scenes that affect people day to day. And, you know, politics is an interesting game in that it's not what you think it is when you're going into it. Um, You've got preconceived notions going in, and those quickly change uh, because you understand why things are done the way they are. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's eye opening at times. Um, the things that you, the decisions you have to make, um, and sometimes you have to put personal feelings aside. Sometimes you, uh, you know, it's 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 just a it's a very interesting prospect. But I, I learned a lot on the city council and the the inner workings of things and and how things need to go. You mentioned you wanted to, uh, you had interest in the, in the mayor's position uh, prior at the last mayoral cycle. Of course, it was a, it was a crowded field. One of the candidates was, you've already mentioned him by name, was a former roommate and employer of yours. And so a crowded field. And I would imagine you just didn't think now's my time in this particular office, but kind of take me back to before that, at what point in time as a council person, did you say, I want to step up to the middle chair? Well, I have to give kudos to Mayor Thomason, Mayor William Thomason. Um, He encouraged me from early on that he thought I would make a a wonderful mayor for the city. I think he saw my uh, my passion when I became a member of the city council, and to have someone like that that had been uh, in in the business for so many years, I think he had 34, 36 years uh, between council and mayor's position, and he always encouraged me to run for mayor. And he encouraged me early on, and like I said before, it wasn't, it, w- it just wasn't available for me then. You know, I had uh, I had the regular job that I had to see to and take care of. Um, as, as time went on, on the council, you know, you see things that, um, that you think you can, you can help, you can make better, better for the citizens, better for the business community, uh, just better all around, uh, life for the people in the community. So, uh, that's where, that's kind of one of the things I come from is, is being able to, to make a positive effect on everyone involved. In your door knocking in your brief encounters with people at the store, when you have a brief moment just in passing to kind of 
ask for ask for voters, and I know that even you know, ask for us, and I know that even kind of makes you uncomfortable because you would rather people you, you don't want to put them on the spot right. is the point. But if a person says, "Well, why why do I vote for you?" If you have to tell me what your vision for Litchfield is as mayor, how would you bullet point that out on what your vision would be? Well, one of the things I tell people is, you know, the the fact that I have lived here my whole life, I have family here. Um, I want to make things better for the people of Litchfield. Um, there are so many facets to to dealing with city city issues and everything from, you know, we deal with real people who have real challenges. And I feel like I can get things done in that, in that way. Uh, everything f- so simple as getting trash picked up, you know, water coming out of the faucet when they turn it on, to send out a professional police and fire department when people are in distress, uh, all the way up to affecting the business area of the city, uh, providing jobs, providing uh, comfort of life, providing entertainment, and things like that. So, um, you know, I have, I have big, big ideas. Uh, I know there are limitations to, to the things the city can do when it comes to uh, extracurricular things. My my first my first rule of order I think is to take care of the citizens of, of, of Litchfield. You know my second uh, thought is to take care of the employees of the city. You know without those two things, taxpaying citizens and employees that are happy to come to work and proud to work for the city, we don't really have a city. You know we have a, a semblance of a city. So mm-hmm. those are the things I want to concentrate on. But I do feel I'm up to the task, and uh, I'm civic minded. I have the ability to listen to all all parties involved, and I want to advance the city and keep our small-town charm. You know, uh, uh, Litchfield, we look at the city square now. We see uh, we see things happening there, and uh, that's something that's been lacking for a long time. I do appreciate those people that are putting money and, and time into those efforts, mm-hmm. and I hope that uh, others will follow. You know, I, I, I kind of um, – we didn't get to it when I'm – mentioned, you know, some of the accomplishments that I think you're, you're proud of as a council person and, and, and you bring up the square. So it takes me back. So there've been a lot happening there, of course, recently, but I do, I do think it is interesting that I know you were not the singular salvation of the Fiddler's championship that used to be at rough river but you were an integral part at the city level and putting all the people in the right room and then that has led to a you can't help but notice in the wake of that decision a decade ago we're seeing revitalization in that community would you attribute that rebirth of spirit to just something as simple as moving the moving a marquee event back to the square that we can be proud of yeah, that's been one of the, the proudest accomplishments of, of my career with the city. Um, you know, when, when the filling contest at Rough River decided that they um, they couldn't continue on, it was in April, I think. So we had until July, basically, to find an open date and put the filling contest on. It has since become um, the third largest filling contest east of the Mississippi behind uh, Athens, Alabama, and Galax, Virginia. And we generally have people there from 16 or 18 states, Canada. We had a couple this this past summer come from the United Kingdom, and we asked them how they found Litchfield, and they said they had always wanted to attend something of that nature in the states, and they found us on the Internet, and they came and, and experienced the uh, the hospitality and, and the talent that we have available there. So 
it has been uh, it has been very rewarding to keep something like that. Um, I had a gentleman the first year we started that, and he came to me, and, and at that time we were begging and borrowing and stealing for, for the money to put it on. And he wrote me a small check, and he looked at me, and he said, when he handed me the check, he said, don't ever let this get away from Litchfield. And uh, Interesting. I've always remembered that because it's it's a point of pride for people. There's a great tradition of music in this community, and uh, we just want, we wanted to keep that here and, and, and continue it. The voters have a very important decision. Voters in the city of Litchfield have a very important decision, and they may be conflicted in some ways, or they may need to know, all right, why, why, why you? Uh, are there, and I know you still have friends on the council, I mm-hmm. understand that, but in looking from the outside looking in the last couple of years, are there areas that you think that the city has left the track a little bit that you think are extremely concerning that are worthy of mentioning here? I do. I think there's, uh, and I hear this when I'm out on the streets every day, going door to door. I hear a tremendous amount of of concern for the city's infrastructure. Um, most of what I hear are water problems, drainage problems. Um, you know, one of the things I think that is very important as mayor is the city's infrastructure, and that includes uh, water drainage issues, roads, sidewalks. Uh, things that we kind of take for granted at times and things we kind of let slip behind us and think, oh, we'll, you know, that we can do that tomorrow or, or that'll hold another day or another year or whatever. But people are very concerned about things like that, and that's one of the things I want to I center my, my, the, the future of the city on is, is trying to get, get past some of these problems that people are seeing in their subdivisions and, in, and around their homes. Okay. We're quickly running out of time, but I do have – it, it – I need to know, is there anything that you feel needs to be clarified? Is there anything that voters need to know today uh, about you and your candidacy? We're all gathered around the campfire here. What do we need to know this morning as we consider this vote? Okay. Well, one of the things that I would stress uh, to everyone, Mark, is that I'm not running against anyone. I'm running for the future of the city of Litchfield. And uh, a lot of the, I guess you would call it necessary rhetoric that you hear in campaigns and, and in politics, uh, that's just not my style. You won't hear me um, uh, talking about anything like that. I'm just running, you know, for the, for the future of the city. Uh, I've got ideas, and I've already had, had discussions with bigger players around about some things that may be able to happen. So the future of the city is my concern and its residents. And that's, that's what I want them to know. I will be there for every citizen. I guess this voting cycle has changed a little bit. Previously, when you've run, you've pointed to a particular date that says, okay, vote on this date, but you know, voting's actually going to begin very soon. So yes. I guess, uh, you know, you can, you can have some people making the decision for you actually in the next few days as we right. open up this site. It's, it's unique in the ways that it's it been is. previously. Yes, it is. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a little different, um, to, to be able to vote early, to, um, to mail in vote, things like that. That's not something that we grew up with, Yeah. but, uh, it seems to be a, a necessary thing in this day and time. So, I would encourage those of you that are voting, uh, vote early, and uh, if that's if that's how you pre- you know prefer to vote, but if not, be sure and and attend November eighth at your local precinct and uh, 
and vote for Miller for mayor. I was about to ask you if you wanted to ask for the vote, but yes. you beat me to it. You <laughs> took me right there. So it's a pleasure to see you as always. You Thanks too. for letting Thank me you. learn a little bit. All of us learn a little bit about uh, more about you and your vision. Maybe we'll see you again before Election Day. Thank you. Right. Right. So. Thank you. That's Harold Miller, candidate for mayor of Litchfield. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way here on In the Know. Today's Did You Know is brought to you by our friends at ECTC Litchfield Campus. The next... Um, Eight-week advantage term begins next week. I think it begins on Monday. But believe it or not, it's not too late. I mean, you'll be under the gun to get it taken care of. But if you uh, if you be Johnny on the spot and get over there today and get everything planned out, you can take advantage of the next week uh, eight-week advantage term. It's college for the real world. It's practical. It's affordable. And it's right here in your home. ECTC Litchfield Campus bringing you today's Did You Know. One of the great things you would learn if you were a student at ECTC Litchfield was animals yawn based on how large their brain is. Mm. Bigger brain, bigger yawn. Mm. Hmm. So you have to consider, are you a short yawner or a long yawner? Oh, no, I think of the yawn like uh... Uh, Trying to keep Sam interested. Yeah. Hmm. I have so many questions. Do you ever notice like monkeys and baboons, you know, like they yawn really, they yawn, oh, yeah, they do. but they yawn rather, you know, quickly. So anyway, those are some of the great things you might learn uh, that uh, bigger brain, bigger Did you do that yawn. study? Um, he I has thought... a really good subject over here. If you're, <laughs> I mean, if we're doing all mammals, I yawn a lot. That's true. Yeah. Oh, I like those big deep yawns, you know, like, and you stretch mm-hmm. and all those. Dogs. Those are, those are good. Get into it sometimes, Dogs too. Dogs do have big yawns. If you are interested, uh, Sam, do you feel like you're doing enough to help the people of Ukraine? Die. Are you doing your fair share in helping? Like, she is wearing one of the Ukrainian colors today on her shirt. What do you have to say for yourself? Are you doing anything to help I, the people of Ukraine? My No, my socks aren't that color. Today. Okay. Uh, no, I sure. Yes. I don't know. The 1974 Rolls-Royce Silver Shadow owned by Freddie Mercury, is about to be auctioned off, and the proceeds will benefit war victims in Ukraine. I think this would be something great for you to do, Sam. Buy the garage, be, maybe. Uh, buy this, uh, <laughs> buy this Rolls-Royce so the money will help people of uh, Ukraine. His mind if, went if, to, if, if I had a garage, well, not, no, not the price tag of it, because if what, I had a garage. What I'm thinking is that if I, if I could afford that and purchase that and didn't have a garage, I think my father would drive down and... Probably take it himself to put it in his garage because that car shouldn't be out. Okay, know, so in, now in you don't elements. have an excuse. <laughs> That's um, right. Uh, okay, what's, what's, well, he what's doesn't have enough. You? I don't know what my mom would say because I don't think there's enough room in the garage anymore because then her car would get kicked she outside. She would just buy you a car cover is what she would Even then, no, that doesn't. It would have to be a covered, fully covered garage. This strikes me as odd. ACDC-inspired kids' alphabet book called ABCD is coming soon. Who better to teach you the ABCs than ACDC? Really? I, I'm surprised they haven't, haven't I, done this before. I mean, with I'm interested. Colorful illustrations and mnemonic rhymes, kids should be on their way to being able to recite the alphabet, but also share a few tales about the group as well. The opening entry reads, A is for Angus, who thinks it's good luck to wear a school uniform and walk like a duck. There are also nods to a few songs with J speaking about a jailbreak and R designated as Rosie. I mean, I'm for. But I like I, I like the idea. Of it. Listen, but I know what it's like to have a first grader who, 
One, she's already got a good vocabulary, but she's exposed to a good vocabulary. But as a result, we spend a lot of time having to define words. Mm -hmm. So, like, conflicted was a word that I used last week, and she said, what's conflicted? So we got to have, we got to have a lesson about conflicted. Mm-hmm. I had to explain heirloom the other day. Heirloom, okay, mm-hmm. so that's a good one. This mm-hmm. is how you learn, right? This And so... But I don't know if I want to exactly uh, explain the nuance of jailbreak. No, you, you, it would be easy. You you could have to explain a lot worse words. That's absolutely that maybe even an ACDC song. Ab- absolutely, I would I would hope that they have filtered that a little bit better um, since it is for kids. But do we really need to explain jailbreaks and why they're necessary at this point? I don't. I don't know. I was saddened yesterday. Miss Buckles shared with me she had read that American Idol's Big Willie Spence uh, perished in a car accident. He only 23 years of age. And what one of the amazing talents from last season. Such a super of, guy. Of American Idol. And believe it or not, as big as he was, he had lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. You know, he was and he had gained so much uh, fame and shared his talents with the world and a pretty horrific car accident. I think you were telling me. Do you recall the? Uh, he, his Jeep uh, ran off of the, the side of uh, the road. And it's my understanding that he hit the back end of a maybe like a tractor trailer Ooh. that was off the side of the road. Yeah, that's um, terrible. But it was really interesting for him to watch his self-confidence grow throughout uh-huh. i mean such a sweet uh, he was a sweet soul without such a, doubt. a sweet soul and to watch his confidence um throughout that journey was yeah was really nice it it, it was so sad speaking of talent competitions read this morning actually read it yesterday uh blake shelton the remaining original member of the voice of the cast of the voice is hanging it up uh since 2011 blake shelton has been on the voice and he is the last to uh uh, what? Nothing. Nothing. Because neither of you like the voice or Blake Shelton. Is that why you're yeah, laughing? This is just really breaking information. Yeah. Oh, I see. You, so you <laughs> all did cover news. it yesterday. I didn't know it till where's, yesterday where's afternoon. Uh, where's Wani-Nana? <laughs> I didn't know it until yesterday afternoon because some of us were in jury duty doing our civic You own AirPods, right? Yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, believe me, I thought about yeah, it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm still really interested to know why Whitney... Just really does oh, not yeah. care for him. There you go. If you want to dive into yes. something, Whitney has a strong anti-Blake yeah. Shelton. She does? Yeah, we didn't get around to it. Yeah, we were late in the show, yeah. and I couldn't dive into it. So make yeah, okay. that's something so, to remember. Oh, let me ask you this, though. Did you announce when King Charles' coronation We did. Is? We did. All right. I'm did you figure out it's? Did you figure out that it's Derby Day? Yes. Okay. First thing we and talked I about. I said that all I was doing was singing Frozen songs because when I hear Coronation, it's Coronation Day. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. Well, I don't know if it makes Derby Day better or worse, but it's going. Luckily, happen. it'll be over by the time. The well, Derby I was happens. the only one that said I, that I wasn't going to watch it. The <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to turn Wait, mine. Are you off. trying to get me out no, of here? No, I'm trying what? to turn mine off. <laughs> Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around. You're on in the know. When your baby MB's point to ponder for today. What is your favorite autumn thing to do? Your favorite thing to do in the fall or autumn? Attend football games? Bobbing for Apple Watches is one of my favorites. I mean, I guess. Mine's a little dirty. I don't know that you want to do that. I probably need to clean it. I enjoy working because even though I set up a fall display, typically I like going out and rearranging and sorting and Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
I noticed that fall display you said you weren't doing is yeah. is growing just a tad bit, a yeah, little bit. Up. Like uh, you got asked by uh, I, Alea asked what you were doing or where those things were going, and you basically glossed right over it. Yes, like, I did. but mind your own beeswax. Pretty much. But then next thing I knew, those things were gone and they were outside, and I think they were outside with the fall display, and so I thought, huh. That fall display is growing, even you had sworn you weren't doing any fall display. Well, it was buy one, get one free. <laughs> get, All right. That makes sense. Well, here. okay. So <laughs> the plant was a gift. Mm-hmm. The pumpkins we have to have for pumpkin carving at Daddy's. Okay. And one we already had, and the others were buy one, get one free. Right. Well, two weeks ago, though, I was in the attic prepared to hand you any of the Halloween decorations that you wanted. And you're like, nope, 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 oh. not not doing any, nope, not doing any of that. So, so is it no Halloween, just fall, or double Halloween? Mm, I don't know. What so. I what I typically do is I, I start with a base of pumpkins, and prior to Halloween, it'll have more of like the, the pumpkins with faces, that kind of thing. I pull those and leave just like mums or pumpkins, and then shift into Thanksgiving. Yes, like yeah. so. Like pilgrims. And, By the way, I was reading some doing. of these weird, strange autumn activities. Um, I liked this one, and if anyone knows one exists, let me know. I'm gonna I'm gonna attend a creamed corn maze instead of just a corn maze. A creamed corn maze sounds a little messy. Does sound a little messy, but I'd like to at least see one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure you, there's maybe places, watch other people there's do some it. Places you could probably find that on television tonight. Station 19 on ABC, the first 48, scared silent, and Yukon and the Strawberry Queen are going to be watching Pumpkin Everything. It's on the Hallmark Channel. An up-and-coming novelist confronts an old flame after returning to her hometown to look after her stubborn grandfather and his pumpkin-themed store. Pumpkin Everything on the Hallmark Channel. Enjoy it, Strawberry Queen and Yukon. I, I mean... What else do they have to do tonight? Date night, I'm sure for that. Well, it's right? oh, and then Thursday night football tonight's terrible. It's like Commanders Bears. Yeah, not a not a great one. Today's highlight in history: the state 2010 rescuers in Chile used a missile-like escape capsule, pulled 33 oh. men one by one to air uh, to fresh air and freedom, 69 days after they were trapped in a collapsed mine a half mile underground. I remember watching. When that. was this? You say when was it? Yes, 12 years ago today. Uh, today in 2010. I remember watching that because the, so the capsule really him. like was was really really small. Yeah, it was remarkable. In 1792, the cornerstone of the executive mansion, later known as the White House, was laid by President George Washington. What else? Uh, William Shatner blast into space on the Blue Origin rocket a year ago today. I think he was heard to say "Yippee!" <laughs> Paul Simon is 81. Sammy Hagar is 75. John Ford Coley, who is half of the duo England and John Ford Coley, is 74. It is hard for me to believe that Sammy Hagar is older than uh, John Ford Coley. It seems like John Ford Coley would be a lot older, but Sammy Hagar has that rock and roll lifestyle. Sam, do you recall Sammy Sammy Hagar and I are friends? I I do. We once sat side by side, first class in an airplane. It's true. Now, I didn't pay to be in first class. I got bumped up there because they overbooked or well, something, and I sat down, and I, I was sitting I right behind whether, Sammy Hagar. Whether you or, or, or Matt Jones, the musician that they sat next to on the on the flight, is better. Uh, mine's better. 
I don't know. Uh, did Sammy I, Hagar invite you to go to his house? No, after? but I wouldn't want to. Well, he invited me to his restaurant a few times. Uh huh. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah. Mar- Marie <laughs> Osmond is sixty three. Is she a little bit country or is she a little bit rock and roll? I think she's a little bit country. Uh, Jerry Rice is sixty. Nancy Kerrigan is fifty three. Sasha Baron Cohen is fifty one. It's a very nice. Ah, uh, he's hilarious. Caleb McLaughlin, one of the kids from Stranger Things, is twenty one today. Do you know which one Caleb McLaughlin is? I don't. On Stranger Things, I don't know. If you're, <laughs> ever, you're, you're, you're never. I've never watched, watched a second of it. I have, but I wouldn't know them. Uh, by their real names. Gone but not forgotten. L.L. Bean in 1872. Nipsey Russell in 1918. If L.L. If Bean was born in 1782, what year was J. Peterman born? Caleb McLaughlin is Lucas. <laughs> J. Oh, okay. Lucas Sinclair. Okay. And Kelly Preston born this date in 1962. Sam, do you know who J. Peterman is? Do you know the reference to J. Peterman? I don't think so. So he was the basically the outdoor catalog in Seinfeld. That Elaine worked for okay. was Jay Peterman because they they were basically satirizing LL Bean. Okay, the urban sombrero yeah. and the man purse and the merce, the merce, and all that. <laughs> you make fun of my merce that I carry in. I I made fun once and then I moved maybe, on. Maybe twice. 1959 chart toppers. There's a chart topper. Poison Ivy by the Coasters. 59. No, I did. I did apparently win the chart topper game yesterday. You so won. That's apparently what I was told. He did a really good job. Huh. Uh, because he didn't play any old songs. Yes, he no, did. I, I did. I played 1962. Or was it older than? It 1950? was older than that. 1950s, I think, is where I, I, I want to say 1958. 68. Jenny C. Riley. So I was listening to this song on Sunday, but I was listening to Loretta Lynn's version. I didn't know Loretta did this song. Okay, I'm sorry. All I can think of is Misty Dawn. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I just she she would like she would she would know it was that uh, like to know it was that way. You're all Harper Valley hypocrites. She gives them the what for. Speaking like of Misty Thomas, 1977, Miko with the. Star Wars theme and Cantina Band. The Star Wars? No, just Star Wars. Oh, I love when Bill Murray. Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. I'm a little dis- can I can I say that I think the Cantina Band part is better than bum, 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 bum. I don't know, it just has a good little Glass Tiger, don't forget me when I'm gone. Number one in eighty six. Gangster's Paradise, Coolio in 95, Maroon 5, She Will Be Loved in 04, and Katy Perry, Roar in 2012. Ten years, wow. Yeah. She's still living in Kentucky. I didn't call her Kentucky this time. Thought I, I you know, don't, didn't know that. Didn't want to play me. it. Uh, overplay it. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today, Imperfection is Beauty, Madness is Genius, and It's Better to Be Absolutely Ridiculous Than Absolutely Boring. Imperfection is beauty, madness is genius, and it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.